Welcome, y'all, to the Nuga Bell Show, a podcast all about stories of the South straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, the Southern food and lifestyle blogger behind athoughtandahalf.com, based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. The Nuga Bell Show is a place where people from all walks of life can share their stories of life in the South as they have lived, seen, and experienced it. So pour yourself a glass of sweet tea or a cup of coffee and enjoy this episode of the Nuga Bell Show. Welcome to episode two of the Nuga Bell podcast. I'm here with my friend Shelly Ayers. So happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Hey. So you are a Chattanooga native. I am. I was born and raised here. I had a small stint in Virginia for college and then had to come back to my roots. Oh, of course. <laughs> I've met a lot of people who they grew up here and then they went away for college and they moved back. And there are very few places I have lived that people want to move back to their hometown as much as people do here. I know. I think it's one of those things where you always leave for college, I feel, and you're like, I'm never going to go home again. It's just not going to happen. I'm starting this new life for myself. But I agree. There's something about Chattanooga and anyone that I brought from college or after college here to visit, they said they feel the same. There's just something about the city. It's the people. It's the scenery. It's mm-hmm. like you've got the best of all worlds whenever you come to Chattanooga. And I think that's what it is, is that even my college hometown, which you're familiar with, we went to college very close to each other. It kind of reminds you of Chattanooga in a way, just a little bit. It's kind of, you got the mountains, you got the country, but there's just something about Chattanooga that you just can't get away from, and you you miss it. After a while, you're just like, gotta get home again. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. Um, My two best friends from college both live in Northern Virginia, and they've both visited here, and one of them's been down here four times now, and every time he comes down, he's just like, wow, this place is so cool. It's, I'm, I'm always happy to have visitors here. My parents are coming down in... Or coming out from North Carolina, I guess, in, I guess, about a month. That'll be exciting. And they always love coming out here. And they're already asking me, like, where can we eat dinner? (laughs) Lots of good places. So many good places. (laughs) Well, you know, and it's funny, too. I've got a good friend from college who, she moved here. She she went to um, graduate school in Knoxville. And then she ended up meeting a guy from Chattanooga and now lives here. It's just really funny. You were talking about people moving here. Yeah, such a small world. I know. And so what's funny, too, is her family is from Richmond, Virginia, and they have now moved here, too. (laughs) So it's like everyone wants to be a transplant. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, my goodness. So tell us a little bit about growing up around here and coming back and how things have changed as you've seen it? Well, you know, that's a good question. Um, Because like I said, born and raised here, and it's weird, like there's parts of town, especially Main Street. So my grandfather on my dad's side was a printer. He owned a printing press on Broad Street, and actually, uh, or not Broad Street, on Main Street, and the building is still there. It's still there. It's still standing. It's another business now. But back when I was growing up, Main Street wasn't what it was now in the south side, and it's crazy that even since college how much it's popped up, and it's a very happening place to be. We have a lot of, you know, young adults, young professionals that live in that area, but I always like the area because I really love, I'm an outdoor enthusiast. I like to be outside. I like to hike. I like to paddleboard and kayak. So many opportunities for (laughs) that. Yes, and I'm just so thankful that even now as the years have gone by since growing up here and coming back, that that's such a large part of the Chattanooga culture now. You all the time see people out kayaking and paddleboarding, boarding, 
mean, you've got Suck Creek, you've got all of these places. And so I think I like too that it's kind of, it's not a huge city, but you've got part of that small town feel in a larger area, mm-hmm. you know, because we've got definitely equal parts country and then urban areas as and well. And it can change like that. It can. It can. And that's what I think people are so mesmerized by because, you know, as well as I do, we could be downtown enjoying stuff with sports and nightlife and things like that. And you go 15 miles up the road and you're in country and there's nothing around but woods. Yeah. So I like that. It's like you've got all these little pockets of... You know, if you decide that you don't want to have city for the weekend, you can get away. You can go to the it's mountains. It's so nice. It is nice. And, I mean, I know some people call our, our mountains hills. <laughs> I mean, I've been to Colorado. They've got huge mountains. But I think that that's kind of neat, too, in the waterfront. I remember when the waterfront was not what it was now. I mean, it was just, you had the Southern Bell that was down there, and that was the only thing that was docked. And now we've got a huge, nice waterfront. You've got the mm-hmm. Discovery Passage. And I think it's a great thing because it brings another aspect of being able to enjoy the outdoors. And it's kind of cool because you can go through the locks at the dam and come down there. So you've got individuals that live further out in, in the, you know, not downtown in the city. They can come down and enjoy, what, city life for the weekend, <laughs> so to speak. Um, but definitely, I think as well, like growing up, we're in the South. And so we know like football is the thing, you know, we've got, you know, high school football is really big. It's a really big part of the culture around here and collegiate football too. But I think it's kind of neat to see different sports avenues that have come in now. And that's something that's really kind of cool for me to see as well, because we mean, rock climbing is getting huge here. I mean, we've got bouldering and water sports. We've got all the Ironman stuff because I love Mm -hmm. to do volunteering with Ironman and we've got that going on too. So it's just cool. I mean, there's so it, there's, many different. Yeah, so many different things, and that's why I don't. I think if you come here and can't find something to do, you clearly aren't looking hard you're, enough. Yeah, you're, you're a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, you've got your blinders on, or you're walking around with your eyes closed because there's not nearly a lacking of things ever to do at all in this oh, city. Year round, there's always something. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad. Like, I always thought there was kind of an art scene around here because I love art like I mean I, at a time I dabbled with thinking hmm maybe I would just get like a master's in art history just because <laughs> like why not that'd be such a fun just yeah, because degree. just because I mean let's just spend some money doing that and it's nice because we have so many galleries that are open now and I love to go on the weekends and look at the different art galleries I'm a big like let me go see photo exhibits like I love seeing photography exhibits and looking at that and we just have so much. We've got a new pottery facility, Scenic City Pottery, that's open. It's like, oh. There's that glass blowing place yeah, down glass, on Broad Street. Which I have done. I actually made an ornament there. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I made a really cool ornament. That my, just keep up all year round. <laughs> my parents have done glass blowing. When we lived in Pennsylvania, they did it. And mm-hmm. my mom's got a couple of bowls and a glass and a couple of paperweights that oh, they made. Cool. And I've never tried it, but I love watching it. Yeah. Like whenever I'm walking down Broad Street and I just peek my head in. And yeah. I can see it. I'm just like, oh, can I come in? Especially on cold days because it's really it's so warm. warm in there. Maybe you should take your parents to go glass blowing whenever they come in town. I thought about it. We yeah, because yeah, we walked by it a few times. You should, because I mean, whatever you make, like on a Saturday, you pick it up the next day. Mm-hmm. So. And it's right next to the Moon Pie Store, and my mm-hmm. dad always wants to go to the Moon Pie yes, Store. Yes, yes. So I can be like, hey, let's go get Moon Pies, and then go watch him make pretty glass things. Exactly. Has he tried out the Moon Pie ice cream sandwich there yet? Yes. Okay, that is one of my favorite. <laughs> 
favorite things to get in the summer. I know. You can't not have one. I will get one, and then I will walk down to Ross's Landing and just sit there and, like, eat it and watch the people going by mm. on the on their paddle boards or their kayaks mm-hmm. or whatever they're doing. And it's just, it's so Chattanooga, and I love it. I know. It's like a quintessential part. Now, my question for you, though, is do you do the Coke and peanut thing? Because I, oh, I grew up doing no. Coke and peanuts, so got a really cold glass of all Coke and pour the peanuts in it. I can't, I couldn't do that. I, I bet it's the sweet and salty thing. Yeah. That there are some sweet and salty combos that I like, and that's just one that I've never been able never to Never quite enjoy. acquired the taste of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like peanuts, like, real crunchy or as a spread. Yeah, but not like the mixture of the two. Yeah. It's kind of an acquired taste. It's kind of like boiled peanuts. You either like them or you don't. There's not a whole lot of in-between area that's there. So yeah. that's for sure. I don't know. They're just, nuts just shouldn't be soft to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. And I think it's the texture. Because mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, people have a texture issue. Oh. And I the do. thing is, if you put the peanuts in the coat, it's like a, like said, like a boiled peanut, it's going to be like that. Yeah, <laughs> so. just, I mean, I like the idea of it. It's just not, not something I'm Not like something like you're big about. Yeah. Oh, well. So you moved back here after college. Mm-hmm. I did. And uh, Chattanooga is a very different place. It is, definitely so. said, so, I mean... And in a good way, you know, sometimes you come back home and things are so different that you're like, you just can't find your place anymore. Mm-hmm. But I said, I always loved Chattanooga. And again, I mean, when I moved, I was like, I'm just going to stay away. I mean, and I think because even now my brother has come back. I mean, he went from Ohio to Chicago, now back to Chattanooga. So it's one of those things where it's changed a lot, but I think it's changed for the better. Like whatever was good before is now just heightened. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just, I really, that's how I feel. Because I know people say to well, why didn't you stay in Tennessee? Or why didn't you stay here for college? And I was like, well, you got to experience new things to appreciate what you left behind. That's my thought process. (laughs) Absolutely. And, like, I've only lived here for two and a half years. It'll be three years in July. Mm -hmm. And even in the two and a half years I've been here, even I can see a tremendous change. Mm -hmm. And I'm super excited about that. Exactly. So I can only imagine what it was like for someone who grew up here. And a lot of my friends, like, did grow up here. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them grew up here, moved away, came back after college. And it's, it's so funny to me. I've never lived somewhere where people grow up somewhere and go away and then come back and they all, every single one of them says like, I never would have pictured this in a good way. Yeah, exactly. Most people, when they move back, they're just like, whatever, okay, why did I move back? Like, where am I going next? And mm-hmm. it's it's really interesting Well, to me. yeah, and like one of my very best friends from college, and she and I were roommates after college when we both worked for the state and we were first starting out with our careers. I think she has said it best. She said from the very first moment that I ever came to Chattanooga, it was the other, the only other place than my hometown that I could actually say I felt at home. She mm-hmm. said that it's something about just the atmosphere and the people like will walk by you and they'll say hi and they'll smile and it's like you can genuinely feel like. Mm-hmm. What you mean in the Southern, we have a different way of life. It's a whole lot of like, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and yes, sir, and no, sir. But it's like people actually have that warmth about them. And I think that that's probably part of it is that it's just that it's one of those things that's ingrained in you here. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's definitely a community. And, you know, we've had some bad things that have happened in Chattanooga since I moved back. But I saw a community that just banded together because of it and got mm-hmm. even more close than they are And anywhere. that says more about the city and community than mm-hmm. pretty much anything else. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, it's just interesting. I mean, you'll also see, and I'm sure it happens at a lot of other places too, but when 
you know, unfortunately when tragedies happen, you really can see like the depth of a community and the way they come together. And there's so many things that have happened that you're like, man, like people that don't even know these people are coming together to help out with stuff. So I was like, I think it's just something that makes us unique here. <laughs> so for sure. Mm -hmm. I remember when I had accepted my job offer and my mom and I had come here for a few days to look for an apartment and kind of get a feel for everything. Cause it had been about a decade since I'd been to Chattanooga oh, wow. when I found out I was moving here. And we were staying in a hotel out here around Hamilton place. And we went to the mall to just kind of look around and see what was there. And we went into Dillard's. We started talking to the lady who worked in the cologne section, mm -hmm. and she was probably in her late 50s, early 60s, maybe a little bit older. She just struck up a conversation with us, <laughs> and I had said that I would be moving here in a few weeks, and I was looking for an apartment and just excited to be here and everything, and she just, like, you would have thought we had known her our whole lives. <laughs> she was just like, well, if you ever need anything, you know, you can come here and ask for Miss Frida, <laughs> and she was, she was just so nice, and my mom and I left this store, and she was like, you're going to be in good hands. Mm -hmm. It's one of those towns where you will never meet a stranger. Everyone will treat you like family. And I love that. I know. It's a good, it's a good way to feel because you know you're never alone. You always have someone there that can help you if you need mm -hmm. it. <laughs> and I've, that's only grown since I've been here. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Yeah, I love the community. And a lot of it, too, is, I mean, there's so many communities in this area. You can find your niche really easily. Pretty much and, anywhere. Yes, and there's a lot of overlaps I've found, too. So that's kind of nice as well. So. Yeah, I've noticed yeah. that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, let's play with this jar for a little bit. Okay. So for those of you who are listening for the first time, I have this little jar and it's just filled with colorful pieces of paper with questions or prompts or any, whatever I feel like talking about. So I'm going to draw one here. <laughs> the best burger in Chattanooga is at... Oh... This is such a hot debate. Oh, this is. Like, people get heated mm -hmm. <laughs> talking about this. Oh, I really, I am a Tremont Tavern enthusiast. Don't get me wrong. I love Main Street Meats. Mm -hmm. Main Street Meats can make a good burger. But if I want, like, just a good, just greasy burger in a really cool establishment, got to go for the Gouda Burger over at Tremont mm -hmm. Tavern. And let's see... One night away, I think it's on Tuesday nights. It's like burger and beer night. Yep. So five dollars, you get a burger and a pint. You can't beat that. No, of course not. <laughs> I I do love Tremont. I think they have a great burger, but it's on the opposite side of town from where I live. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, I do not go there as often yes. as I should. <laughs> I am partial to Main Street Meats and a place that I've discovered recently, recently the last six months or mm -hmm. so, is Dub's Place over in Red Bank. Yeah, it's been years since I've been there. Oh, it's so good. Years I went in one day back in the fall. One of my coworkers had just been raving about mm -hmm. it. And she was like, oh, you should go. You'd love it. So I was like, I don't have anything to do after work tonight. Mm -hmm. I Googled it. I pulled up and I went. And all of a sudden, the chef and I were like best friends. Hey. But good. they do the crumble burgers. Uh-huh. So they're nice and juicy and like melt in your mouth mm. and just melt all the cheese. And their fries are the real thick cut ones with the real flaky sea salt. See, that's what I like. That's the kind oh of fries gosh, I like. Oh my gosh, me too. Yeah, if you're going to have a fry, it's, you would, it's not here anymore, but you would love it. It actually is in Red Bank as well. But they have the place called Dairy Gold. And that was like the Friday night thing that you did is you went and you got a burger and tater tots and hot fudge cake. <laughs> but it's gone now. I hate that it's gone because you would love it. It's that kind of a that vein. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, you pick one. Okay. Let's see what we got. Let's go for this pink one here. Alrighty. 
Chattanooga's best hidden gem is? Oh. I don't think I've lived here long enough to say what the best hidden gem is. Mm. Oh, man. Let's see. Well, I can, like, break it down into a couple. And it's not so much hidden anymore, but, like, for hikes, I think Sunset Rock, and it's, like, people go there. Like, Sunset Rock is awesome. I go there for sunrise hikes and sunset hikes, but you have to go early because tons of people go out there, and, and there's very little parking. So that would probably be one. And I hate it's gone now, but I think one of the best things we had was the English Rose Tea Room, and it's Aww, not there anymore. I never made it there. <laughs> no, and it's so good. I hate that they left, but... That, that's when I would say uh, the English Rose, rest its soul. <laughs> that was one of those places that I walked by almost every day. Mm -hmm. And I would think, one day I'm going to go there. And one day I had finally made up my mind. I was like, this weekend I'm going to go to English Rose Tea Room. Uh -huh. And then later that day I saw on Facebook that it was closing. Yeah. I was like, no. And I was I like, missed. why? Now I will say, and not many people go there anymore, but if you want really good Southern breakfast, like, and you imagine that you're sitting either like at an old church or like with like your great aunt is Lily May's place in Red Bank. <laughs> just talking about that yes. last night. Yeah, so if you want to go for like hidden gym restaurants that people just don't think about, because you can drive right by, it's in a strip, you just don't think about it, go to Lily Mae's place. Like, you will not be disappointed. It is so good. <laughs> oh my goodness, my friend was literally just talking about that yesterday. Yeah. Uh -huh. And he was saying that if you want your good down-home Southern cooking, mm -hmm. go to this place. Oh yeah, you're talking like the people that have worked there forever, they remember you when you come back. I mean, yeah. Go, go to Lily Mae's place. You I, will not be disappointed. It is, it is officially yeah. on my list. Okay, I got another one here. I've done that one before. What would Reese Witherspoon say or do? Oh, here in town or just in general? Well, first I think she would say, bless your heart. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, or come to Chattanooga, y'all. <laughs> well, she just, she has that, um... Boutique store now that Draper James. Yes, I love it. They have, a, have one in Nashville, and mm -hmm. they recently opened one in Atlanta. I didn't realize they opened one in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. That's good to know. Yeah, I uh, I love the store. They've got she's got just cute stuff and cute clothing. Mm -hmm. It's very quintessentially southern because like I think I'm a '50s housewife stuck in a modern day person. <laughs> <laughs> I really do, and a lot of her stuff, uh, clothing wise, reminds me of like. Just like that old soul, like just classic lines, really just what you imagine is like Southern mm -hmm. girls should wear. The true Southern belle. Yes, exactly. And what's funny too, she's got these totes and granted everyone, a lot of people know of, of my large fear of squirrels, but it was funny. It made me laugh because she had a tote right before Christmas that had squirrels all over it that said, it's nuts y'all. And I thought that was just the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> I thought a good pun, Yes. <laughs> Let's see what we got in here. Correct. My best piece of Southern wisdom. It's a good one. Hmm. Well, I think that it's kind of my mantra to live by, and it's probably because my mom said it to me all the time growing up, and every time I'm just having a really foul day, and I'm like, I think of don't don't let anyone steal your joy. Oh, it's so true. Yes, that's so, I mean, it's kind of, I would consider that Southern wisdom because my grandma used to say it to me too, but definitely mm -hmm. my mom always tells me nothing's ever worse worse than someone stealing your joy. So oh, don't let so anyone true. steal your joy. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yes, that would be my best Southern phrase or Southern wisdom. <laughs> I think one of mine 
it's not really like wisdom so much as just like mind your p's and q's mm-hmm. but like if you don't have something nice to say just don't say anything exactly. i wish more people would live by that everyone would be happier mm-hmm. exactly take pleasure in the pauses like you don't have to you can just not say anything you can just go with the flow and mm-hmm. keep it to yourself and most of the time everyone around you will be happier for it exactly like keep that drama low that's my thought process absolutely mm-hmm. Let's do one more thing. Okay, sounds good. A true mark of Southern hospitality is taking someone to casserole when they're going through tough times. Yes, yeah, definitely so. That would definitely be that. Whether it was a death in the family, if you just had a baby, whether you've just had a really, really bad week. Nothing, nothing changes that like a good warm casserole. Yes, definitely so. And I think, and it's probably because I grew up like sewing and knitting and learning how to do that. Like I swear it's like a Southern way of life. You just like, it's a rite of passage. You have to learn to use a sewing machine. I it's, used to know how to sew. Yeah, so it's, it's been a very long <laughs> been time. It's been a minute. But I think one of those, like make, whenever a baby's coming, making um, like a baby blanket mm-hmm. or like a baby hat or something, that just screams. And granted, it could be anywhere, but most baby showers in the South I've ever been to, or even wedding showers, mm-hmm. someone gets at least an afghan or quilt, yep. <laughs> something. And that's just like, I don't know. I, I really love handmade gifts. So I do too. I think that's one of them. And thank you notes. That's oh, Southern Hospital. And yes. I love, we've talked about this before, is that the art form of writing like actually writing a letter like I love stationery and I've got tons of it and I think that that's like a southern thing it is. is sending thank you notes mm-hmm. and and not everyone does it and it's okay I mean because we live in a world of emails or you know we'd see say something face to face but I really think that that's a big form of southern hospitality Same. sending a thank you note <laughs> I made it a goal for 2018 mm-hmm. to send more letters and cards in the mail and last weekend my friend and I went to a few antique shops he was looking for a couple of things Mm -hmm. and I was just kind of along for the ride. I wasn't really planning to find anything. And I found a box of old vellum paper stationery. That's cool. For $5. So you can bet I bought that. Yeah, no kidding. That's a steal. (laughs) And I mean, it was all like wrapped up in a ribbon and Mm -hmm. had the envelopes and I picked it up and I like opened it and I was like, yes, I'm getting this. And now I just need like a fountain pen. And I'll be fine. But I wrote a letter this weekend and I dropped it in the mail. And just that that old vellum paper is just Mm -hmm. so nice. No, I love it. Like, um, I'm really into genealogy. And so that's something I got from the the women in my family. And I love going and picking up the old letters and that my grandparents would write each other. Because that, I mean, before email, I mean, that's what you had to do. Mm -hmm. You had to. And what's cool, too, is I've got a box um, from college that I keep in in my my chest. I mean, we were really big on cedar chests here in the South. We we have one at my parents' house. (laughs) Yes, yeah. My grandma used to call it the hopeless chest. But... (laughs) But I've got a box of letters that from college because um, a guy that I was dating at the time was actually in the military. And so he was actually overseas mm-hmm. uh, in Kosovo. And so we actually had letters that we wrote back and forth Aww. whenever he was deployed. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's just cool to, to have mm-hmm. them. So I just like to go back and read them. It just It's neat to see actual like just pen to ink. It things is. Written. It's so nice. I have a friend, a very good friend of mine who lives in England. For a while, I didn't have a webcam, so we couldn't Skype or video call mm-hmm. with each other. So we, old-fashioned way, we wrote each other letters. They were letters of epic proportion. <laughs> 
like, I would write him, like, 10-page letters when I was bored in bio class <laughs> in school. Not that my AP bio teacher will ever hear this, yeah. but I would. I'd sit there, and I would just, like, write letters, and I would start it off and say, like, Hi, Josh. I'm in bio class again, so you're getting a letter. <laughs> but we did, and I still have a couple of them. They're here or at my parents' house somewhere, but I've still got those. Mm-hmm. And he's a great artist, so he would little doodle little pictures uh-huh. and cartoons for me and... There's just something about getting a letter or a card in the mail. Yes, it's like that extra little thought that went into it. I know. I love it. It's so nice. Mm -hmm. I just wish stamps weren't so expensive. Yeah, that's the downside. I think that's why electronic communication is more and more because stamps and postage. Yeah, postage is I bought a book of stamps right before the holidays because I was mailing a couple of cards. It was $10 for a book of stamps. Man, that's expensive. I haven't bought a book in a while. (laughs) That's nuts. Uh, it, it broke my heart just a little bit, but I was like, no, it's for a good cause. Yes, I'm using this person for good, not evil. Yes. <laughs> it's not, not like I'm doing this because I have to mail bills or anything. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because those we sure can do online. Oh yeah. I try to do those online <laughs> as much as I can. Okay. Last one. The best or worst thing about winter in the South is, oh, how appropriate. <laughs> how appropriate. Well... I, I can say this because A, I grew up in the South, but B, I also went to college somewhere where we had a lot of snow, is that the worst part, I'll, I'll give a best and a worst, the worst would be the people not knowing how to drive. Oh, I, hands down. Yeah, I mean, I trust myself driving in the snow. I know how to handle it. I'm cool with it, but there's nothing worse than getting on the road and folks either weaving in and out or Ooh. going too fast and they know they shouldn't be. I was like, that's why these pileups happen, y'all. I mean, no, stop it. I'm the exact same way. Like, there is n- nothing scares me more than a bad driver. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a good driver, but I know not everyone is as good of a driver as I am. Exactly. And that rain, snow, sleet, anything. Mm-hmm. I, I get tense. I can't do it. In the South, in the winter, it's ten times worse. Yeah, exactly. It's just one of those one of those bad things. But I guess the best thing is, um, well, I mean, the snow. We don't get to see snow. Cause, I mean, our winter or our summers are so oppressive that when winter happens, at least it's nice. We get a, a, a reprieve. A little bit. <laughs> from all of that. But minus the snow, and I mean, I know that people like to poke fun of the South, but I love all the random, like, SNL sketches and stuff about winter like there's one in particular that I post every time we even get flurries because Mm -hmm. you know even a threat of flurries and they they close the schools down around here the the bread aisles Uh just completely wiped yes it's like there was a uh, I saw a meme on Instagram or something the other day where it was a picture like an oil painting it was bread and like a loaf of bread and milk and something else and it was winter in the south a still a re- life. A still life. <laughs> Oil on campus. I was like, you know, but that's the truth. It, I mean, I, that's the sad part. I ain't uh, even mad. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, milk sandwiches. That's what everyone yep. needs. I'm like, well, and why bread and milk? Oh, I know. I mean, I, that's what I've never understood. Why is it that everyone wants to get bread and milk whenever I, we have snow? Who knows? I, I would want comfort food when it's cold, not just I want not like bread mac, and milk. I want mac and cheese. Yeah, mac and cheese or like really good soup. Like mm-hmm. bread and milk are not going to do me much good unless I just want to eat cereal all day in the snow. So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it, but that's okay. There's a series of videos on YouTube by the Southern Women Channel. and I love Southern Women Channel. They do, they do the shit Southern Women say, mm-hmm. and then they, they have one edition of shit Southern Women Never Say. Oh, I haven't seen that one. And one of the things in the Never Say video is, I drive good in the snow. Oh. <laughs> 
and it's so true because Southerners do not know how to drive in the snow. They do not. I mean, and that's why everyone pokes fun of us. It's like, come on, like just give it up. <laughs> you know, oh, I know. That's all good though. <laughs> Ah, don't you love it? I do. <laughs> We're going to switch gears here for a second. So a little bit of background. Uh, Shelly and I met about two years ago yep. through Chattanooga FC, which is our currently fourth division soccer club here, moving up a yep. division in yeah. 2019. And yeah, CFC has just been, it's an experience. It so is. So you've You've been around since pretty much the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yep. I went to my first games. Our first season was 2009 and 2010 is whenever I started coming to games. So pretty much from the beginning. Yeah. It's it's a really interesting culture. Yes, it is. And it's one of those, I agree when everyone says it's something that you just have to feel. It's it a is. feeling that you get and it's something you have to experience because you can, because I mean, like me and like you, I mean, when you're passionate about it, you want everyone to know about it. Like you don't want to keep it a secret. No. And you can say and say and say, like you can verbalize all you want to people of what it is. But until you actually have these people come and experience it with you, they just don't think fully get the full picture no, of what's going on. I was not a soccer person mm -hmm. growing up. I was, I can't kick a ball to save my life. <laughs> so I, I never played it except when I was forced to in gym class. And even then I just kind of like jogged up and down and pretended I knew what I was doing. Yeah. So when I first moved here, a group of people that I was going to be working with, we went to a CFC match, and it was on the 4th of July, in July of 2015. And I was like, oh, a soccer match. Like, yay, watching a <laughs> bunch of guys run around and, like, kick a ball up a field. And I, I was not as excited as I should have been. Mm -hmm. About 15 minutes in, I was just like, all right. All right, I don't know what's happening, but <laughs> we just scored. Yeah. And everyone goes wild when we score, too. I mean, obviously, fans get excited when their team scores, but it's way different when you're in the middle of the throws of 109 and oh. there's a goal to score. Do you know as well as I do? Oh, I do. So let's talk about 109 for yes. people who aren't as familiar okay. or are probably thinking, like, what the heck does 109 yes, mean? Yes, what are these numbers you're throwing? It's not our area code, that's for sure. No, we do have a 423 flag. <laughs> that though. we do, that we do. So for those that don't know, so the Chattahooligans, so Kate and I are both members, of, that's our supporters group of mm -hmm. Chattanooga Football Club, and 109 is our kind of home during all of the home matches. Yeah, so section 109, section 109. At, at Finley Stadium. Exactly. And it is the most jam-packed 90 minutes of fun that you will ever have in your life. Uh, if you don't mind standing for 90 minutes, minus the brief... Uh, Reprieve we get at the halftime. Uh, it is 90 minutes of screaming and yelling and dancing and just so much hilarity and fun. I, and it's, it's hard to imagine. And actually, my brother, I finally got him uh, to be able to come out to a game this summer, and he loved it. I remember you telling me about yes. that. Yes. I mean, because he knows about it. He, he likes soccer. He and I both have EPL teams that we follow. Mm -hmm. We have a friendly family rivalry. And he, he and I grew up playing soccer, too. But he, you know, obviously he follows it. We talked about it a lot, but he had never just, it had never worked out with his schedule to be able to come. And he finally did. He actually got to come the night of the the Derby. Uh, <laughs> and our Blue Ridge Derby. Our Blue Ridge Derby. And he absolutely loved it. And afterwards, he sent me a text and he said, now I get it. I, I get what you mean. Now you mm -hmm. have to experience it because once you experience it, 
you fall in love. Like, there's, really they're non-soccer lovers that end up falling in love with the game and the community. Because it's a family. It's a really cool family. It really <laughs> is. And, you know, just like any family, there's always dysfunction yes. somewhere. But <laughs> yes. that's why it's family. We love each other regardless. Mm-hmm. And we get on with it. We might say, bless your heart, a whole lot. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> to the other team. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, we get over it and we move on. And everyone, everything's for the better. It is. Because we're all there for the same reason. And, and that's to support the guys on the field. Yes. And it's cool, too, that, like, I mean, I've been to different matches of different sporting events and seen supporters groups, and there's just nothing quite like the Chattahooligans. And mm-hmm. a lot of people will say that. You'll see that on forums. If you go and look on Twitter or in any of the other, like, our social media forums, there's a lot. Of, and even our players, that's what keeps our players coming back. They say it's it's just different. I mean, it because is. we have a huge... Uh, I mean, for a fourth division soccer team to have as large of a travel presence as we do, and you and I both know we go to NOLA for the soccer game. That's an eight-hour trip Mm -hmm. for a 90-minute game, and And, we have 50 or more people that go for it. Yeah, and most of the people who go don't even think twice about it. Exactly, and it's just different. You don't normally see that. Obviously, for pro, you've got those diehard pro fans, and it's cool, too, because in the South, Football reigns supreme. Every mm-hmm. SEC football, second, you know, the only thing that comes second would be basketball. Right. <laughs> you know, or, or around here, the NFL if the Titans were any good. Exactly, exactly. Poor, poor team. And so, <laughs> bless it's, their you hearts. bless their hearts. So it's different to see a fourth division soccer team being able to host major league teams and having the women's national team and. Packing out, we have the the record for the largest MPSL attendance in Chattanooga, of all places. Mm-hmm. And I've got friends from college who are huge soccer fans. One of my good friends, uh, Con, he lives in D.C. He's, he and his wife are huge D.C. United fans. They're season ticket holders. He, and he even says, he'll send me messages all the time because he follows Chattanooga FC. He's like, I just cannot believe what you all are doing down there. I was like, it's like a world like no other. And <laughs> could not be further from the mm-hmm. truth. I remember last year when Atlanta United came up and they played their first ever match as a club. Against our team. Against our little fourth division, mm-hmm. fourth division club. It was it was great. Like, not many fourth division clubs can say that. Exactly. Get, take that, Don Garber. <laughs> take that. <laughs> I know, and I think that part of... I hope that picture is hanging I'm, in his office. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think part of the testament to that, too, is that not only do we have a great fan base, and we've got players with tons of passion and heart, and they love the city and us as much as we love them, but we just have a great, we've got a great manager, and we've got great owners and great coaches, coaches, and they feel like a community, too. I have never before seen coaches and owners and managers that will come and hang out with fans or come to social hours and things like that. That's That's an anomaly. Other supporters groups don't have the owners and the managers Mm -mm. and coaches coming out and hanging out with them after games or coming to social hours and keeping them abreast of what's going on. And that's that's really, that's awesome. So Tim, Sean, all of y'all, Thank you. Good job, guys. Good job. Thanks for giving us Chattanooga FC. Yes. Ah, so, we've talked about CFC and all sorts of other fun things to do in town. Mm-hmm. Aside from all that, what else do you do with your life? Um, well, when I'm not doing CFC stuff and making TIFO and all of that, um, I like to run random races. I like to run Ragnar races, and people are like, yeah, it's, what's, what's, Ragnar? what's Ragnar? Oh, it's so much fun. They've got them all over the U.S. Now they actually have them in England. Like, that's like bucket list nice. to run one in England. But the one that's here is you and 11 of your friends run from Chattanooga to Nashville over a 36-hour period. (laughs) And it's a relay. It's a relay. So once you start in Coolidge Park in Chattanooga, 
You don't stop running. It, you just piggyback. Everyone runs three legs, and then you end up at the Country Music Hall of Fame. Oh, that's a really yeah, cool Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so I like to do that, and I love to do a lot of volunteering with uh, Ironman. I do Ironman every year. We have lots of fun, which was cool this year because two of our players ran in it. Yeah, Luke and, Luke and Danny. Danny. Yep, so we actually, because we do run sag, we had that unique thing that we're on the run course, which is the very last of an Ironman. So we got to follow them and cheer for them with our scarves oh, all that's so the way. Cool. So that was cool. So I do that, um, and I love to watch rugby here in town. I'm really big about doing that. And uh, other than that, I do CISB. We talked about that a little bit. Um, it's Children's uh, International Summer Villages, and um, it's really cool. It's a great organization. It's getting kids out and interacting with kids from other cultures and promoting peace and unity and working on global initiatives. Um, every year there's the Global Day of Peace and we actually do, um, I think it's called One Day One Goal, mm -hmm. where we use soccer. And of course. Yes, of course. What else <laughs> and, would you do in Chattanooga? Yes, and a lot of times we have partnered with OGA before doing that, Operation Get Active, and it's bringing kids from all walks of life together for one day and uh, promoting peace. And so we use here, we do One Day One Goal and we do soccer to do that. So that's really cool. But we're and getting, in the past, some of the CFC players have come out yes, for that. Yes, they have. Uh, this year we had Zeka that has come out, that came oh, out. Zeka. Yeah, everyone loves Zeka. So he came out this year. Reed came out. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's cool, which, again, it's another testament to CFC. When we have players that come out mm -hmm. for events that have nothing to do with the actual soccer season. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's really big. Uh, we've got programs that are going to be coming up this year. But it's a really, really great program. I'm, I really, I'm for any kind of global initiative that you know brings cultures together mm -hmm. and works to break down barriers and work on peaceful living. So and it's just cool. That's that the world just needs more of that. They do. Like across the board. Like why can't we just all be friends? I mean, yes. I know that's so like romantic and idealistic mm -hmm. of me to say, but things like that are just one small step to getting there. Yeah, exactly. And that's my thing is like and there's just nothing as wonderful as working with kids because kids you know, th there are certain things that are taught, you know, you, and they're thing and learned. You're just not born with it. And whenever you see all these kids that can get along with all their cultures, they don't know anything about hate. And it's neat because it's like, you know, these kids don't know any other way. No. And they know that, like, they see behind, they see past the colors of skin. They see past your demographics and your back, your educational background and your monetary status, things like that. And they just work together. Mm -hmm. And they think outside the box. So it's a growing experience for kids, too. And, I mean, and I'm with you. And it's like a romanticized world. But if you can just learn to get along, like, it goes back to the, if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything exactly. at all. It's a uni universal <laughs> mantra. Yeah. And it's good. I mean, you can agree to disagree. My thought process is that the good thing about opinions is everyone's allowed to have one. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to agree with yours, but we can respectfully disagree with each other about them. Ideally. Yeah, ideally. You can respectfully disagree. So, yeah, that's why I love CIS because it definitely it, it promotes, you know, working together and being a unified front and working towards peace. So, yeah. It's really um, cool. Chattanooga, y'all's chapter actually hosted a village we this did. past summer. We did. Uh, we hosted, and it was great. We had kids from uh, over eight countries that came in. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so what, what happens is when you host the village, a leader brings four kids, two boys and two girls, and they come out and they do, it's almost a month-long program. Mm -hmm. And so they all live together. And what you have to think, too, is these kids, a lot of them, they don't speak the same language. And so it's, but you know what? Kids always find a way to communicate with each other. And we so, do. yeah, so we just hosted, uh, we had a very successful village last summer. 
And so right now, we're going to host an event, a mini camp this weekend to kind of gear up for our programs uh, that are coming this summer. So we're going to, we're doing a couple of things this summer that we're hosting, and then we're going to be sending some delegations off to oh, different countries. So cool. mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all brought the delegates from last summer to our CFC we match. We did. What was that like? I have never seen kids so excited. And that was because we, you know, you do a lot of stuff on site with the kids, but you do take them on these excursions. Mm-hmm. And soccer is one of those universal languages, mm-hmm. you know. And, Math, soccer, and love. Yeah, exactly. And it was so cool because they came to the tailgate, and our tailgate team did food for them. And then they got to play their CISB games and show those to the people that were at the tailgate. Mm-hmm. And for days after that excursion, they were still talking about how much fun they had. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because some of the kids there were players that are from their native countries. Mm -hmm. And so we had them meet the players from their countries and take pictures with them. And that was really cool. So it's like they had that connection Mm -hmm. to a player because they're like, hey, they're from my country. So, yeah, it was a really cool experience. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing them. And some of the players even came to the tailgate and were playing a little little They did. They played with them them there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, those kids loved it. I've never seen such happier kids. I mean, they liked seeing other things that they did in Chattanooga, too, but it was something special because mm-hmm. the team made them feel at home and all the staff. And I think there's just that little extra effort. It's a Southern thing. Just, we want everyone Again. to feel at home. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was a cool experience. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. I remember seeing all that and just thinking, like, that's just so great. Mm-hmm. So, such a good such a good way to round out. It is. Something like that. Definitely so. So we're going to wrap this up here. Okay. But thank you so much for joining me. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Is there anything you want to plug at the end? Um, Well, come on out to our CFC game. We've got a match in February. So plug that. Plug coming for that. And, um, yeah, if you're interested in CISV and want to get involved, we've got a Facebook page, CISV Chattanooga. We always love volunteers. Mm -hmm. And ORC, if you have kids that want to, you know, be in programs, has all of our information there. So come on down. We'll be happy to have you there, too. Awesome. Thank y'all so much for listening. This has been episode two of the Nuga Bell Show. <laughs>